Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining the program, for making it a part of your day on Yom Hamishi, the 26th day of the month of Teves. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily Email. To sponsor future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a sponsorship for Monday's program is tonight at 5 p.m. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Yitzchak Aminov of the Bukharian Congregation of Jamaica State in Queens, New York, to share the Brishizek which will immediately follow where Rabbi Aminov slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Perek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf, Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. So chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. will be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholem with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for. And Rabbi Aminov will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Please continue to keep in mind in your tefillos, five young children, we are very much in need of our tefillos. Chaya Esther Tehila Bas Ariel Tipora, Rafael Chaim Ben Sima Rezel, Chaim Lev Ben Ora Yael, Eitan Moshe Chaim Ben Esther, and Rafael Nisan Ben Gabriela Esther. One note, I will be away next week. I am grateful to my colleague, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, who will be sitting in the studio to host the program while I am away. Excuse me, and I look forward to being back with all of you um, a week from this coming Monday. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Amina. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, thank you so much. It's a great privilege, great honor to uh, once again be part of this amazing, amazing, wonderful uh, Halem call. Um, I'd like to share with you an interesting story. A friend of mine once told me when he was a child, he liked to play football. Now, football in the good old Israeli days is soccer. And during one game, he he fell very awkwardly and he unfortunately broke his leg. He had a cast from his thigh to his ankle. And he had to lay with his foot hanging from the ceiling for about a month. A whole month. He was injured in bed. No playing soccer. But he would tell me the biggest challenge was the itching, especially at night. He would wake up needing to itch. And not just itching, itching in the middle of the cast where, where he couldn't reach it. As a result, he, he couldn't sleep and he had to wake up early. And because he woke up so early, he was so hungry. But to his benefit, his mother was a baker. And very fortunately, she was a baker that worked from home. She would get up early in the morning, prepare all the pastries, all the desserts, and all the, uh, whatever she needed to prepare to, to be able to sell it. So, you know, by five in the morning, because he couldn't sleep all night, he, he, he would get hungry and he would ask her, Ma, can you please make me my favorite french fries? He really liked french fries. His mother said, Anything for my baby. He wants French fries, he will get French fries. 
And this practice continued just about every single morning for a whole month. He, he couldn't sleep because of the itches, which meant he had to wake up early, which meant he had to bother his mom, which meant that he had french fries every single morning. So as my friend grew up, he thought to himself, what would happen if I felt well? What would happen if I never had broken my leg? And let's say I would ask my mother, five in the morning, Ma, can you make me french fries? Would she do it? Would she get up to make me french fries five in the morning if I was well? And he answered me, <laughs> he would probably get a very, very big touch over his head. Funny story. Really funny story. But I think the message of the story is very powerful. And with your permission, I'd like to share with you the, the, the message that I took from this very, very interesting story that happened to my friend. I told him, you know what we learned from here? We learned from here when a person is injured, it's time to ask. When a person is in pain, when a person feels alone, when a person feels wounded, it's an opportunity and a time to ask. When you ask at a certain point in your life, in a painful moment, in a wounded moment, in a lonely moment, it's when you get answered. If my friend wouldn't have been injured, I don't know, he himself doesn't know if his mother would wake up five in the morning. But because he was injured, because he was hurt, because he was in pain, mommy was right there with him. And she served him, and she did, she, 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 she did what he asked of her to do every single day for, for the entire month. Our rabbis tell us that when Yaakov Avinu, our forefather, was in his deathbed, he was asking his uh, uh, children to come so he can bless them because uh, he, he felt that his time was 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 uh, was was gone. His time was was to return his neshama to the Shekhinah. Rashi tells us something very interesting. He turned himself to face the Shekhinah, and Rashi says, "From here we learn that." When a person is sick, when a person is not well, when a person feels wounded, when a person is hurt, the Shekhinah is right next to him. The Kadosh Baruch Hu, he's right with him. And it, it, it's, it's the time where a person feels he's alone. It's the time where a person feels, I have no one. Where are you, Hashem? Why am I in this situation? Why, why do I feel this way? Why me? And he feels that Hashem is not with him. He feels that Hashem abandoned him. But our rabbis tell us, they teach us, just the opposite. Our forefathers teach us just the opposite. When a person feels hurt, when a person is in pain, when a person is sick, when a person is wounded and he feels all alone and he's depressed and he's anxious and all these thoughts are coming to his head and he feels he has no one. Just the opposite. Hashem is right there with him. He's the closest to him. He's always with us. He's, he's, he's always with us. But he's the closest to us when we're not well, when we're not, when we're not feeling good. <clears throat> Our rabbis will end off with this message. It is said that we will never know how strong we are until being strong is the only option we have. And in all situations, we must never forget that we are never alone. And specifically when we feel that we're alone, we have to know that Hashem is right there with us, the closest to us, the closest. Even when we're not in pain, He's still with us. But specifically when we're in pain, he, he, he can't wait to help us. He's waiting for us to ask. He's waiting for us to, to, to aid us. And we see in, you know, in last week's Parsha, 
It said that Moshe Rabbeinu had a speech impediment. He wasn't. He kept telling Hashem, "I'm not a good speaker. I can't be the leader." A bunch of commentaries asked, "Why didn't Hashem just heal him? Why didn't Hashem just fix this little problem that he had? If that would have if that would have got, gotten Moshe to agree quicker, Hashem just fixed the speech impediment." The rabbis, the commentaries explained that Moshe never asked for it. Moshe never asked. He never prayed for it. He never reached out to Hashem and said, Hashem, you know, this is the struggle that I have. I'm feeling this way. Help me out. I know you're here. I know you're with me. It really teaches that when we, when we feel insecure, when we feel alone, when we feel hurt, when we feel in pain, it's not the time to turn away from Hashem. It's not the time to say, Hashem, where are you? You're not here. I don't feel you. Just the opposite. the time where Hashem is the closest to us. And He wants for us just to reach, uh, to stretch our hands a little bit so that He can, uh, He can, uh, uh, accomplish the needs that, that that we need. Here are some that we should never feel sad, never feel pain, and never feel sick, and never feel wounded. But in case that we do, we should never forget that Hashem is right there with us, the closest to us. And He should always guide us, and He should always heal us, He should, he should always be with us, and we should be able to never feel in, in such a way. I do want to say a big once again thank you to the OU, and the uh, big Hazaku Baruch, all that they do around the world, touching lives and the, the, the aid and the assist, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And then just honored just to be part and uh, to, to help them with this uh, daily Tehillim call. Now we will be reciting Tehillim chapter 20, Eric Chaf. Isagevcha Hashem Elohe Yaakov, Ishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh, Mithion Isadika, Iskor Kolmin Hotecha, Veolatecha, Edash Nesela, Iten Lecha Kilvavecha, Vehola Tertecha, Imalen Iranena, Vishwatecha, Ushem Eloheinu, Nigdol, Imale Adunai, Kolmish Alotecha, אתה ידעתי כי הושיע אדוני משיחו יענהו משמי קדשו בגבורתו ישע ימינו אלא ברכב אלא בסוסים ואנחנו בשם אדוני אלוהינו נזכיר המה קראו ונפלו ואנחנו קמנו ונתעודד אדוני הושיע המלך יעננו ביום קראנו we will continue with reading chapter 23, Eric Chaf Gimel. Mezmor le David, Adonai roi lo echsar, benot deshayar bet yarbiteini, ol me menuchot yen haleini, nafshi yoshrev encheini, bemagele tzedek leman shimo, gam ki elech baget almavet lo ira ra kiatai madi, שבתך משענתך, המה ינחמוני, תערוך לפני שולחן, נגד צוררה. תישנת ושמן ראשי כוסי רוויה, אך טוב וחס ידפוני. כל ימי חיה, ושבתי בבית אדוני לאורך ימים. של המעלות אשא עיניי אל ההרים, מאין יבוא עזרי? 
וישלח לכם רפואה שלמעברי מחבריו ושגידיו, אין לה רפן להם, אין לה רפן להם. שתה בעגליו בזמן קריב ונאמר, אמן. אחינו כל בית ישראל, הנתנים בצרה ושביה. העומדים בין בים ובין ביבשה, המקום ירחם עליהם, יציאם מצערה. לרווחה ומצלה, לאורה משמעות, לגאולה, השתה בעגלה ובזמן קריב ונאמה, ואמרו, אמן. אמן. Chazak Ubaruch to Rabi and the entire team at Chazak for their support and assistance, especially in helping to arrange and coordinating with so many wonderful Urbanim to join us on Thursdays. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Someone emailed me asking why I say Latova when everything is good because everything comes from Hashem. And the answer is yes, everything is good. It's how we interpret it. It's how we see it. And hence, that's why I say Latova. Yes, everything is Tova. It's good. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's from the Rabboni Shalom, the master of the world. And it's our role to, uh, to interpret it and to see it, even the challenging things. Um, that they are Latova. I mean, all of our tefillos, everything that we're davening for, that we're on this call daily, should be Latova, all our tefillos the answer for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, a reminder that I will be out next week. Again, I'm grateful to my colleague, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, 
who will be hosting the program for the entirety of next week. I look forward to being back with all of you a week from this coming Monday. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day. Shabbat Shalom. And Chodesh Tov next week.